Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life, brought to you by GamerGoo. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, it is Friday, September 18th. We made it to yet the end of another week, and uh, hopefully you had a good week. Hopefully you have some good things planned for this upcoming weekend. Now, if you're into video games, today is the day that the Mario 3D All-Stars collection comes out. So either you know, either you got a physical edition, which pretty much sold out everywhere, or hey, you can still get it digital. So if you're looking to play some of those old Mario games and just have some fun playing those this weekend, get out there and do that. Now, for me personally, I did end up giving it a pass um, for now, at least. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if I do end up jumping into this thing at some point, but I've been playing Splunky 2 and just having an absolute blast playing that game. It's just a, it's a, a perfect game for me when it comes to the 2D platformers, even though I'm constantly pulling my hair out at that game and it's driving me insane. But let's get on here with some of the good things we got to talk about today. Might be a little bit of a quicker episode here today, not too much going on. Uh, but uh, real quick, housekeeping as always, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk at M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. Now, the pre-orders of the PlayStation 5, kind of that debacle continues. Uh, yesterday, I saw um, just kind of throughout the day, multiple sites going up. At one point, I even just like clicked on a PlayStation 1 and was able to get another disk drive version into a cart. Didn't I mean, I didn't even bother hitting whether or not I could buy it, you know, hit the, the buy option. Because um, I know Target was one of the sites a lot of people were having that problem where you could get it in the cart, but you couldn't buy it. Um, so I don't know. Were you lucky yesterday? Were you able to get one? Are you still on the prowl trying to find one? Uh, last night, I think Walmart had even come out and said, hey, at 9, 9 p.m. Eastern, we are going to have more pre-orders up. So I would say keep an eye out even on some of the retailers if you're looking to get one. Because they're now kind of saying the times that they're going to put them out, though. Although they're pretty much gone you know, within minutes. So you got to be on this if you're looking to do that now. What I'm interested in is Microsoft has come out and basically said, hey, we're not going to be, it's not going to be a surprise when, uh, you know, our pre-orders go live and while they've come out and now give us, given us the time. So here in the U.S., it's going to start at 11 a.m. Eastern or 8 a.m. Pacific on September 22nd. So that is Tuesday. And this is going to be at Amazon, Target, Walmart, Best Buy, Costco, Sam's, GameStop, Newegg, the Army and Air Force Exchange Service. They're even going to have it as well. Um, so multiple retailers there to pick one of these up. And I just, I'm interested to see how fast those things go. Now I might've talked about it on the show. My son is adamant about, about wanting to get a series S. So we're going to try to get one on that day. Um, if I can't get an S and I can get an X, I'm probably just going to jump in and get the X and we'll worry about <laughs> him working off that extra cash or, you know, really, I, I was talking to him yesterday. I said, we're going to probably trade in he has an old Xbox One that he plays on. I have the X. So let's just trade the, get rid of the Xbox One, you know, trade it in a GameStop, sell it to someone in the neighborhood, whatever, and, and do that. And honestly, we probably would even do the same with the old PS4. Like, maybe do that too. Keep our Pro and our Xbox One X and just sell off those older consoles. And that may be enough to kind of make up that extra little gap that it would take to get the Series X. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But good luck to you if you're looking to get the Xbox. And I'm going to be interested to see if... The all digital version, which of course is the Series S, if that one sells out as fast as the all digital PS5, because that thing seems to just be going like hotcakes. But the Series S, because it is a little bit more underpowered than the Series X, which, you know, between the PlayStations, they're the same minus the disk drive. What is going to be the attach rate with that Series S compared to the Series X? 
We'll see. Maybe that'll be the hard one to guess. That's what's making me a little bit nervous because I'm like, as I saw those going so fast and he wants the S, you know, I just hope we can get him one, but we'll see. We shall see. And, and you know, the, the path to new consoles continues with these pre-orders. Let's jump in here to some video game news here. And this was uh, yesterday, the Nintendo Direct Mini happened. And, um, you know, some some interesting little games Nintendo put in there. It was about 15 minutes long. Uh, I think the biggest news is that there is a new Monster Hunter coming to the Switch. It's called Monster Hunter Rise. It's launching on March 26, 2021. It's kind of a new take on the Monster Hunter series. It gives you your own giant, I don't know what you want to call him. He's like this wolf dog fox. You actually have a mount that you're able to kind of ride around the world. You have all these new different attacks. And uh, it looks like they're even kind of bringing in some things other than just kind of the, the usual weapon sets um to me it almost looked like more like more of an action rpg than monster hunter really is i mean monster hunter is much more of yeah i mean they got a little bit of a story i mean monster hunter world had a bit of a story in there um but it's all about just hey going out tracking down the monsters skinning them taking the parts back and crafting better gear to go take on bigger monsters i mean it really is just that and kind of the story comes from the stories you tell from your gameplay sessions where Rise looks like it just has its own little unique style. It almost looks like it's going to have a bit of a story to it. Almost kind of like as I'm watching it, I'm like, are they like taking this in like more of the action RPG like Zelda route? I don't know, but it looks pretty neat. And, and there was a lot of buzz kind of the past month or so about Nintendo potentially releasing a HD Switch. And when I say HD, I'm, I'm sorry, more like a 4K Switch, like a new upgraded piece of hardware. And I think Nintendo has even come out and confirmed they are working on new hardware. Um, and so a lot of people were speculating that the March 26th date would be a good date to put out a new piece of hardware. And in Japan, the Monster Hunter series is like one of the biggest series everywhere that everyone plays. So if you want to sell a new piece of hardware in Japan, you release a Monster Hunter game right alongside of it. So that was kind of the rumor that was running yesterday about this game. Whether, you know, maybe, hey, maybe that's a sign that we are going to get um, the new Switch coming along with it but we'll see uh let's see they also did announce monster hunter stories 2 wings of ruin um this was much more the story driven monster hunter we did have the original monster hunter stories 1 um and it's going to continue with this one um which i guess is kind of just you know that jrpg inspired spin off of that series and it's going to um i guess explore a new relationship go check out the trailer looks cool um i've never played the first one i think it was out on uh the 3ds i believe it came out on uh, but the graphics look good. I mean, it definitely looks like something that, you know, I think a lot of people that are into um, more just JRPGs and that would probably enjoy the game because it does take place in that Monster Hunter universe. So you get a lot of those same monsters that you know and love from that series within that game. Um, they did announce Fitness Boxing 2. This is yet another exercise um, driven game. And I actually never even played the original Fitness Boxing. It, I think it came out of nowhere. Like nobody expected that game to come out. And um, you're just using the Joy-Cons. It's, it's funny, like, Ring Fit Adventure has been one of the most, like, difficult games to buy over the last year. It's crazy. I mean, I've even seen people selling that game for up, upwards of, like, double the price on eBay and that. And you'll even see where some of the major gaming websites will publish stories that the game is available ring fitness adventure and so you know the fact that nintendo is just continuing kind of this fitness side of things which obviously they started with the wii with we fit and you know kind of how people just would play wii sports for exercising i love it and it's, it's just funny that it's the switch their mobile console which i mean sure you can dock it and you can play it at home is now their new fitness 
hardware. It's just it's just kind of funny. I always thought that was great. Um, there's a new Disgaea coming out, Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny. This is a tactics uh, style game. If you've never played any of those other games, there is actually a, uh, a free trial event I think they're putting out for Disgaea 5 Complete, uh, which is for PlayStation Plus, or PlayStation Plus, Switch Online members from uh, September 23rd to the 29th. Uh, if you've ever played like Final Fantasy Tactics, that's kind of what like Disgaea is, um, except it's much more, I'm going to say kind of goofy, I guess is the right way to say it. kind of has like this tongue-in-cheek style to it. Uh, but if you're into tactics games, I mean, it is considered one of the best. Um, so that's probably a game you may want to check out. Uh, Sniper Elite 4. This is a game that I never would have thought we'd see on a Switch or a Nintendo console. That game is coming to the Switch coming uh, later on this holiday, which is I think is pretty neat. If you never played those games, they are a very tactical shooter. It's not like Call of Duty where you're running around and running and gunning. It is literally being a sniper, taking your time, um, planning your shots. You have to adjust yourself to the wind. Um, just very, very interesting style of game. Um, so I don't know. I, th- I just think it's neat that, you know, this more hardcore shooter is coming to the switch. Uh, a couple other just quick ones here. Uh, we got a, a rune factory five Balan Wonderworld, which is actually coming from, um, the original teams behind Sonic the Hedgehog and nights into dreams, which looks like a really, really neat, um, platforming game. So to kind of come from the original creators of Sonic, I think is a big deal. Um, and then uh, I think the other big one that kind of came out of nowhere was uh, Microsoft releasing Ori and the Will of the Wisps on the Switch. Uh, the original Ori was already on the Switch, uh, but now here you go. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, the sequel to the original Ori is now on the Switch. So Nintendo conti- or Nintendo Microsoft continuing to bring some of their titles to the Switch. I mean, they have this great relationship, so why not? I think us as gamers, we're all for it, right? It's uh, definitely something that um, I would like to see more of is getting these other titles on these other platforms. All right, well, let's switch gears over to some Disney Plus news. And we got some, actually a couple different stories regarding Disney Plus, which is cool. First up, and I mentioned it yesterday, The Mandalorian was up for 19 Creative Emmys last night, and they were able to bring home five of them. So now we can say The Mandalorian is an Emmy winning television series, which I think is pretty damn cool. So Disney Plus now earning its first Emmys and not, it didn't even take a year. They got it. So they won for Outstanding Special Visual Effects, Outstanding Cinematography for a Single Camera Series, Outstanding Sound Mixing for a Comedy or a Drama Series, Outstanding Sound Editing for a Comedy or Drama Series, and Outstanding Production Design for a Narrative Program. Um, so there you go. A lot of like creative type things and kind of um, you know things happening in the background with the, the digital effects and all that. Very cool. I know the um, series on Disney Plus that follows the creation of The Mandalorian goes deep into some of these things. And, and honestly, I've never finished it. I just watched the first episode where they kind of go through the different directors. Um, it's a show I've been kind of just, I've been meaning to watch. I just always forget about it at the time. And now this kind of putting it on my radar. I think I'm going to go back and watch those because um, it's just cool, man. I love, I've said it before. Like I love watching kind of those, those making of documentaries. Like one of my favorites was when you would get the um, exp- extended editions of Lord of the Rings and Two Towers and, and uh, The Return of the King. They had just hours of documentaries on there about them, just Peter Jackson and them creating those movies. And I loved it. And that's what that series essentially is. So um, cool for them. Great, great to see uh, The Mandalorian pulling home some wins. And, you know, Disney Plus, just that's awesome. You know, they're finally able to get get their things. I mean, you think that you have the big dogs like Netflix and Hulu always winning these awards. 
it's cool now Disney can do it kind of within their first year. I think it's great. Actually, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary almost. It was, what, November? So we've had this series or this um, service for uh, nearly 10 months now. And uh, you think about it, really the only big show really has been The Mandalorian. So I've seen a lot of people saying that's pretty much been a letdown. Um, I think part of that, of course, was the pandemic. I mean, that put a lot of things on hold, put a lot of things on backtrack. Um, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're about ready to get things going because it has been confirmed in a coming soon trailer that WandaVision is still set to launch in 2020. And we've seen nothing about that. I mean, that would mean that in a matter of two and a half months, we're going to get the launch of WandaVision. You would think that they would be promoting that maybe by now. The fact that we've already had our Mandalorian trailer but we haven't, um, so I don't know when we're going to get that. I mean, I would hope being that since October 30th, we have Mando. Maybe early December we would get Wanda. Um, but again, remember, that's a series that's going to follow Vision and uh, Scarlet Witch, which I cannot wait to see what they're going to do. I think I remember them saying that it's going to be very much uh, kind of falling in line with um, just just her using her mental abilities to kind of just be in all these different scenarios. I mean, the funny picture we saw at first was them, her envision like living a lifestyle in the fifties, which was just kind of weird to see that. Um, but the series is bringing back uh, Randall Park as agent Jimmy Woo. If you remember him from Ant-Man, which I think is awesome um, as well as some others um, coming to the show. So uh, really looking forward to seeing what that's going to be all about. Now they did announce, of course, that there was a She-Hulk series in production, but we didn't get anything on that yet other than kind of the, the splash card. But Variety is reporting right now that the Hulk, She-Hulk herself has been cast and that is Tatiana Maslany, who is um, the actress from uh, Black Orphan, which I've never, or I'm sorry, Orphan Black, which I've never watched. It was a BBC America series and it ran for like five seasons, I guess. So, um, but I guess she was even in Perry Mason. So we've watched Perry Mason, but I don't think I've come across her character yet because I, I don't recognize her. Um, but uh, hey, glad they have it. If you're not familiar with She-Hulk, of course, I mean, just by the name, you know that she is a Hulk. Uh, but it does follow Jennifer Walters, who she's the cousin of Banner. And uh, she ultimately became the Hulk because she had a blood transfusion from him and just got some of his blood. Now, the interesting thing about her is that she um, is able to maintain a lot of her, I'm going to say, mortality and personality when she is the She-Hulk. Um, so I think that's, what's going to be interesting when they kind of pull her in is having a Hulk more on that level. Although in the MCU now we have professor Hulk, right? We have kind of banner as, as that. So, um, whether or not we see them kind of cross paths, I don't know, but in the comics right now, she Hulk is one of the main Avengers, um, that's been kind of running since that book kind of re I don't want to say restarted, but kind of the current run of the Avenger. She is the Hulk in that Avenger series. Um, and it's been awesome to kind of go on that ride with her. I think she's been a great addition to the team. And her and Thor right now are in a bit of a relationship. So I wonder if any of that's going to get pulled into, um, you know, either Thor uh, loving, uh, what's the movie? I forget, the, the new Thor coming out, which maybe not. I don't know if we'll get there yet. But at some point, it wouldn't surprise me if they go down that path of putting Thor and Hulk uh, together. I think that would be kind of neat if they actually pulled that into the MCU. Uh, but all right. Well, that's going to do it for me, guys. Like I said, a little bit of a shorter show today. Hopefully, you guys have a good weekend. Uh, you know, like I said, the Mario collection is out there. I would love to know if people jump on that. And especially if people, if some of those Mario games, if you've never played them before, um, I would love to know your thoughts. Really, all three of them, actually. I mean, they're all just great games. I will say, you know, Sunshine is the is the... The one of the three that maybe is not the best, but it still is a lot of fun. It's a really different take on Mario, kind of just being on that 
um, tropical island. It's kind of neat kind of being in that different setting for Mario. So uh, let me know if you guys get in there on, on Twitter at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C, or email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com. And uh, as always, big thanks to GamerGoo for continuing to support the show. Thank you so much. And uh, if you're interested in GamerGoo, you can find that link down in the show notes. And of course, use my promo code at your checkout, T-E-L, as The Enthusiast Life, and save yourself 10% off your order. And of course, Tell them we sent you using the hashtag yeah, go with it over on Twitter. So with that, everybody, have a great weekend. And until next time, we'll catch you later. <laughs>